So today I was having a conversation with my father and we were speaking about our community and he was speaking about the breakdown of our black society. And he was speaking to me about, you know, he said, remember, you know, I remember at the time period, because my dad is, is definitely older than me, of course. And he said, I remember when our families were together. I remember when we pooled our resources together as a black people. He said, I remember when we would have all our family reunions and you knew who your neighbors were. And, you know, we did things on barter system and all different things my dad was saying. He said, now look today, he said, we are so scattered. We individualized. We don't care about each other anymore. And since that's been set in, we have been seeing a perpetual extinction of black American culture. Understand, it is wrong how black Americans are living now. You at each other's throats about any old thing. You're fighting about this, fighting about that. We didn't have that as a norm. And because we are living out of order, because we're living outside of who we are as black people, we are literally dying. This individualized extinction is what's killing us. And we are disappearing no different than when Thanos snapped with the Infinity Gauntlet and you watched half the Earth disappear on you know Infinity War. That's happening to us right now. The Thanos snap. We are being extinct. Understand that with our culture. If you have no culture, you have no people. What makes a people special is their culture, their traditions, languages, song, dance. We don't protect our culture whatsoever. We make sure to give it away. We teach everything that we have to other people. We're constantly doing that. We appraise other groups of people coming into our spaces more than praising other black people. We want the validation of the slave master and not the validation of black people. No other group does that but us in this country. And I knew for a long time that we were out of order until I went to Africa. And I saw they were like Southern black culture just on steroids. I would say the South the Southern black culture is still holding it down for the black community and shout out to my Southern brothers and sisters, how the Southern culture is the closest to African culture. I can say that by going, but even the Southern culture is suffering. And if the Southern culture go, we're really done because the Southern culture still hold on to some of those traditions and values that we have, that we had for a long time. We are literally being extinct in this country, ladies and gentlemen. We have allowed all these different groups of people to come in, make their commentary, and interfere in black business. If we had learned to even protect the business that we have, I don't care if we arguing tooth and nail, we supposed to super cop up real quick and other groups come around and, and try to interject in our issues. Like they say, I can fight with my brother all day. 
But if you think you're going to come in in the middle of what we got, now we're going to put our differences to the side right then and there. And we're going to come after you because this is a family problem. This is not a outside the family problem. You're not going to interject yourself in what's going on. We don't push love for each other anymore. We don't. We hate each other. We can't come together for family reunions anymore like we used to. That used to be a normal thing, family reunions. We don't even want to sit down and eat dinner anymore. We all watching TV somewhere. We on our phones. We're like, we don't want to come together as a family and eat together anymore like we used to do. I remember, you know, and I'm so glad I got to see at least some of that. Growing up and all the family would come to my grandmother's house on Sunday. My grandmother would cook food. For everybody, okay? Big meal. And, every, you know, you'll get the paper plates and, and, and paper forks or whatever so the people don't got to wash dishes and the, and the you know styrofoam cups and all that so they don't have to pull out of the plates because all these people are eating. But it would be the children, it would be the men, the women, and once a week we all get together as a family at the house, not a restaurant. But the women is in the kitchen, the grandma, the assistant, you know, the men are, you know, together talking doing their thing, you know, now the men would dump the trash or anything that requires heavy things for men to do or carry something, groceries in or anything heavy like that. But outside all of that, the men would just be sitting there just chilling, watching football or whatever else is on or making sure the kids don't go into the kitchen and or the kids not getting out of hand doing anything. And then the food be served, everybody eat, everybody have a good time, everybody talking you, you know, catching up with each other. We don't have that anymore. We really don't. Now, we may have some of it on Thanksgiving, but that's once a year. That's, that's no, that don't even count. We're talking about black folks getting together every week. Making sure that we keep our traditions and our culture. The a culture that we built in, in this country is dying off. And I'm literally watching it disappear like people did when, when, when Thanos made the snap. I'm literally watching that happen to our culture. And it's sad. It's sad because we're so focused on everything and we're so focused on individualism. I care about me. I don't really care about them. That's how we are now. It don't affect me. I don't care. That, that that's we have taken on literally the European mindset. But see, the European mindset that works for them because they have a code. Their code is white supremacy. Yes, they're individuals, but they understand they need to come together and work together to make sure white supremacy stay working. They're not so individualistic that they can't work together to make sure because they'll work together to keep you out of things. They work together to maintain with the, the things that we involuntary built for them. They make sure of it. But when it comes to us, we don't want to build it. We don't want to build because what happens to him? I don't care. It has nothing to do with me. We know we need schools for our children, but we don't do nothing about that. We listen to individuals poor mouth all day saying how broke we are. I think that's the worst thing ever to do to black people. Is tell them all day how broke you are. You don't have anything. You really can't be anything. 
unless unless the white man come along and give you reparations. That's the worst message you could ever tell anybody because it defeats you. It makes you feel like you can't do anything for yourself. It makes you feel like, man, I mean, can I even exist? What's the point of even trying? Those messages like that is it, so horrible, horrible. And unfortunately, some of our people will listen to those messages and, and love those messages for dear life. Because some of us, just because we didn't, tr some of us don't want to try a little harder at times. And because we don't want to try sometime, we will latch on to those messages to give excuse when we know within our heart we can do more. We should be further in life. We should be more successful. And when you hear messages like, oh, well, it's not your fault at all because of this, that, and the third. And you shouldn't blame yourself because you ain't got no money. You ain't never going to have no money. And you ain't going to be nothing. And the white people got it all. And it's a, you know, listen, you keep hearing that, you're not going to. That's why I can't listen to those kind of messages. I can't. I'm the type of person, I'd rather try and fail than not try at all. I'll try a million times because maybe a million and one, I'll get it. But we are literally being extinct here. And, and, and it's not all, you know, because then those who push that pole mouth and say, yeah, because we ain't got no money. Black folks never had really no money as a collective in this country. And we still built many businesses without having a, a, a freaking lot of money. You know, when people's up here talking about wealth, 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 the term wealth means the overabundance of capital. Uh, the overabundance of capital turns into wealth. Most people don't have quote unquote wealth. Wealth is Jeff Bezos money. That's wealth. Uh, Bill Gates money. That's wealth. Robert Smith money. That's wealth. Bob Johnson money. That's wealth. The average person don't, if you're not a billionaire, you don't have no wealth. Millionaires have some wealth, but the billionaires, that's the ones with the wealth. Let's call it what it is. We all not going to be billionaires and we don't have to be to live a comfortable life. Black folks never had all of that. So how is that a message that we could latch on to and hold on for dear life about, oh, well, this person got all the wealth. Yeah, they had slavery. That's why they got it. Duh. We never had anyone work for us almost 250 years for free and build all our institutions. And, and and have money just coming in by the trillions for us. We haven't had that. Of course, there's a, a, a racial wealth gap. Of course. And unless we have slavery and Jim Crow and all that, that's the way it's going to close it. Reparations is not going to close it. Because, because it's a lot of things that we need to learn to even hold on to money. But black folks never had all that money. And, and we still had many businesses, grocery stores, we had hotels. We have all these black folks had. And these people was not rich. But what they did have is group economics. They worked together. But because we don't want to work for each other, because we got ego, because we got jealousy, because we got self-hate, because we don't want to get together as a family. Everybody's family is individualized, falling apart, including my own. Including my own. The only family members that I even talk to more so than anything is some of my cousins, definitely my, my sister, a few of my aunts, but it's not like it was my grandmother and grandfather that were living because the family were together because they, because everybody got individualistic. 
And it sickens me. The only thing I can do personally is make sure not to repeat that with my own personal family. But the bottom, the problem with that is because your children grow up in this system, it affects them. It affects them. It really do. And in America, you know, when kids get to the teenage stage, they get all this opinion. See, when I, when I got to talk to different people in Africa, they're like, man, they, they ain't got no opinion over here. You know, basically, it's like an old school. But today, kids got opinions, and kids got this, and kids got that. And, you know, I mean, it's, it just it makes me shake my head, ladies and gentlemen. What I'm saying is we're literally being extinct in this country as a black community because we're so individual now. We, we, don't, we don't care about community as we should. We look for any reason to attack another black person. We look for any reason to side with Massa with that unholy alliance that we talked about in a previous podcast. We're so quick to join with them against black folk at a accelerated rate because you are fearful and you're scary and you feel where it's safer to be against black people, even though I'm black myself, because I get a few trinkets from Massa. What I'm saying here is this. If black folks don't turn this around, you won't last another 20 years. And I'm not about to go extinct with you. I promise you right now. I I love my family. I love black American culture. I will always have that in me because it's part of my legacy. But I'll be dog if I sit here and let anybody take me out. Forget that. I'm not doing it. I know people here listening to this podcast, many of you saying that, I feel the same way you feel. I don't like what I see. I don't like this individualism. I I can't stand what we're doing as a people. We're literally going extinct in America. We can't respect ourselves. We can't respect our culture. We accept anybody into uh, what we create. And then they come in, and because of this system we live in, they make sure they put them above the people that created things like hip-hop. You don't hardly even hear R&B on the radio anymore. Why do they get to make a decision about R&B? A lot of people think like, what's R&B artists? They still singing. But, but we have allowed them folks to take so much control of our culture that they can determine what music that we listen to. No. That, no, like I said, but that's us literally extincting ourselves because once you let your culture go, once you let your history go, now they're trying to come in talking about during Black History Month, LGBT History Month. Really? It's because we've allowed that to happen. We didn't push back. We don't push back at anything. That's why everybody just steamroll us. Everybody. That's why nobody respect us. Why are you going to respect a group of people that don't respect their own culture, don't respect what they created, don't respect their legacy, don't respect their history, don't respect the men, women, and children? When, when, when people say, Things about black folk, it's evident we don't care about ourselves. You know how it's evident? We send our children to school, our precious children to school every day. And we know there's a school to prison pipeline. And we know there's uh, crooked police that in these schools. We know the teachers in there have uh, racial bias against our children. We know the teachers have a history of doing inappropriate things. And we still send our kids to these schools anyway. 
because we can't trust black people to teach our children. That's why people don't really respect us like that as a community. And beyond which, I don't respect us either. And I know a lot of you listening, brothers and sisters listening, you don't even respect a lot of us either. Because look what we're doing as a collective. Not as individuals. As individuals, you know, like I said, before somebody asks, my child does not go. My, my little one at all does not go to no public school. She goes to a nation of Islam school, and I love it to death. Black teachers, black administrators, everybody black, and it's we ain't got them problems. We do not have no problems. We don't. With none of the issues in these public schools. The education is highly much better in public school. And, and those teachers at, at, at my daughter's school are doing an awesome job. Awesome, awesome job. I don't care what I got to do, but she's going to be there in her school because I would not put my child in that kind of position. I want to preserve the black community through my child and through my family. And that's by immersing them into our culture and who we are as a people. But if you choose not to do that, don't worry because we're going to be about, we're not going to really exist. We'll be, I'm not saying we're going to disappear, like, like not be alive, but you're going to be like, Black community, what community? What are you talking about? I mean, you let everybody take take your food, take your your your, uh, your music, uh, take your talent, take everything from you. When we like, what community? Why should be respected? And that's what pissed me off because we are we are the originators of everything in America. We the original man, we the original woman of the planet Earth. We are the oldest human beings to walk the planet in our DNA. And yet we let people who haven't existed as long as we have existed to come in and take from us? No. That's why I love Africa so much. It just reminds me of what I saw growing up. Family. Morality. Like things just aren't accepted. It's things that black folks didn't even used to do because we knew it was just against who we are as a people. There'd be certain crimes that you would hear done and you'd say, oh, well, we know nobody black did that. Nine out of ten, they didn't do it. But today, oh, you're doing the exact same thing because you've gotten so far away from your people and your culture. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, you know, turn it around because I'm telling you, turn it around. As for me, to keep myself grounded, I just got to go be in Africa. I go there, and then I can come back and deal with some of the problems and issues here. And when people ask me, well, you like Africa so much, why don't you go over there? Yeah, and you know when people say that, they, they, they just show they just showing how much they love their master because that's what their master told them to say. That's what the white supremacists say. Well, if you don't like America, go back to Africa. They repeat the exact same thing as their master. You see how they parrot his words? They love him. They love him. And that's why we're being extinct. That's why. Our culture and everything because they love their master so much. They talk like him. How you going to get mad at a black person going to Africa? That's where you come from. That's where your ancestors come from, you fool. They wouldn't on the bottom of those ships. Your behind wouldn't be here. So what are you talking about? But for me, in my house, I'm not choosing to go extinct. I'm going to fight for everything in black America and everything that we have established. And I take that with me even to the continent of Africa. I'm not trying to morph myself into them. I'm going to be the representative of black America anytime. 
I'm there. And try to teach what we learn and teach our culture and traditions that we have that's great about us when I go there. I don't, I'm not assimilating because we can have a corner of our own there too. And that'll be the only place I feel that black American culture can not only survive, but thrive is on the continent of Africa. But we have a lot of black folks that love their masters so much. They repeat his words. And this is what we have going on today, unfortunately. And that contributes to the accelerated rate of individualized extinction. Leave me your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.